Hey, girlfriends. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, is this where I say hey? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I forgot I had myself muted. It's all good. Um, it's Sammy. It's E. And we're back for another episode of Girlfriends Podcast. This time, introducing a very special guest and good girlfriend of mine, and now E, uh, DJ Rosego. How are you? Yay. I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Yes, welcome. yes. So welcome to the show. Um, obviously, they're going to learn more about you as we continue talking. Um, but first, we love to start our show off usually with a revelation. But as you all know, if you listen to the podcast, that the word will come at some point throughout this episode. Um, and we like to start the show with a WCW. So if you all have a WCW to share, go for it. Either of you have one this week? I do. I'll share mine. Sure. So I was think I was thinking about like obviously women in my family who obviously I look up to, love them, adore them. But for this one, I wanted to do Kayla Nicole as my WCW. Don't tell me that was yours. I swear I was gonna no say no way. Her. And and Loki, I was gonna use her for revelation because the the post she made just really yes. Oh my god. Okay, is that, that the girl definitely... who be? who with the hair yeah, yeah. Really, and she just she just uh she expecting a baby or something yes. yeah yeah oh, okay, okay okay yes i actually have the post pulled up right here like that is so okay so we'll do this one together then okay we'll cool. do this one together so i picked her because like i really don't be like following people on instagram unless i actually know them or if it's a celebrity that i love which is there's probably like only four of them that i follow that are like celebrity celebrities but the other day, I just had to follow her because I was like, first of all, amidst everything that's going on, it's like, you can just go to her page and it's just pure comedy. Like, she's just herself, you know? Like, she doesn't care about what anybody thinks. Like, she's just undeniably herself. And I think that that's so important, especially now when there's all these young girls looking up to all these Instagram models and all that stuff, which is totally fine. But she's just such a realistic type of influencer slash socialite that I think that it's so important to have people like her that have a following have people following her that actually care about what she's doing and follow what she's doing she has mm -hmm. such a positive role model in my opinion and she just funny as hell bro like she's so <laughs> funny she's so funny yeah she's, she she's is so effortlessly funny. funny right it's it's natural and that's what I can appreciate like yeah. back when you know, I think when like Vine kicked off the whole influencers, you know, making being comedians um, thing, a lot of it seemed kind of forced. And so I was always drawn to the people who were like her, who were just naturally funny because they were being themselves yeah. like Zoe and her and, you know, all those types of people who can like just literally just talk and make yeah. you laugh. Um, but today I just will slide into why she really gave me life yep. today <laughs> um so as y'all know there have been conversations about you know a certain bag that the majority of us cannot afford the Birkin. um <laughs> yes the Birkin and so this is what Kayla Nicole has had to say she said the Latin first of all before I start reading this, I appreciate this on another level because it was all grammatically correct. And that's just not it's something that we see. That, that we not see. Um, anyway. 
He said the last thing the world needs right now is a bunch of entitled, loud, and spoiled adults having rich people problems with Birkin debates. What are y'all in a hurry to prove to people you have more than already? It's insensitive. Hold, please. <laughs> BRB. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to cut this. What was that? What was that? Apologies. That was Madison. And she was about to get started. And if I didn't nip that in the bud now, there would have been a <laughs> six-year-old knocking at my door for the next eight minutes on this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, she Yes, what are y'all in a hurry to prove to people you have more than already? It's insensitive and idiotic how this brought everybody to the table, but reality don't. A great debate would be, how can we help those who helped us be able to thrive during a time like this? How can we provoke change in classism? How can we raise awareness for it, dot, dot, dot? She said, and the majority of privileged Black people tend to forget they're Black before anything. That's really what I said. <laughs> You'll shake the table. Um, then she said, too loud for the wrong reason. Now is not the time to stunt. Y'all flexing obvious wealth and opportunities a lot of people don't get to be a part of, but made you able to. So boastful, but useless. It's giving, I'm disconnected in all honesty and voted for tax for Trump. I mean, and voted for Trump for tax reasons. She said a couple of other things, um, but that's you. that's really the gist. Yeah that that's really what because today when I was thinking like who should I really make my WCW I thought about her and then I thought back about that post because I had just seen that post like 20 minutes prior and I was like oh my god like nobody's out here saying this and if they are nobody cares nobody's paying attention because they'd rather argue about shit like a Birkin you know Wait, so I'm not understanding where the Birkin conversation came from, aside from Saweetie's hilarious videos. That's the only thing that's, I, I'm I pretty care sure about. That's, that's, that's where it the came start from. Of it. Yeah, that's oh, okay. where that it came from. And, you know, that started a whole debate because people don't know how to separate themselves from things that clearly do not apply to them. If you mm. cannot, if you don't have, I can afford Birkin bag money, then clearly the statement was not meant for you. Right. And this is why I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about 21 Savage and I was saying, and I was, you know, giving him props for giving like real regular advice to regular people. And I was like, y'all gotta stop trying to apply celebrity advice to regular shit. <laughs> like it doesn't. Or just for, for uh, people or shit not to or for celebrities not to advise yeah uh normal people yeah. if our lifestyles don't align exactly like, i don't think that that's the I, I just missed the era where celebrities didn't say nothing like did they did they yeah <laughs> and and like, honestly uh, i think clubhouse has done nothing but make me like miss whew, it more because that's a different that's a different because certain <laughs> people get on there and i'm like wow you really don't need like the masses do not need to hear your thoughts your opinion yeah. <laughs> like this not and for then three four the people, hours straight then there's the people who like go on and then raise their hand to speak and get brought up to speak for absolutely no reason maybe because they think that they have something to say and then they just talk just to talk and then they end up embarrassing themselves like yeah. clubhouse literally honestly it's like panels yeah. i hate panels like as many as many panels as i posted my entire like mm -hmm. career 
I do not like panels because people just want to speak just to speak. It's like, mm-hmm. do you have anything valuable to add to the conversation? If not, shut the fuck up. And they just want to be up there. Like they don't want to be in the audience. They want to be up there so people can see their names and like, listen, I get it. You know, like I, un- I understand the logic behind it, but it's like, you could like screw yourself over more than you'll be doing yourself good. Like in certain situations and like, yep. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like since I've only been on the app for a couple of weeks now, but since I've been on the app, like I've also seen like a huge pivot as well. That's been like, I don't even know if we're going to get into that, but like, you know, it's just, we can talk about it. We can talk, we can get into it later. We can chat and we can chat about it later. Cause yeah, I've had some thoughts too, but either way, shout out to (laughs) Kayla Nicole for for putting things in perspective because there's so much other shit going on right now. And the fact that, you know, motherfuckers have been talking about breaking backs for at least six days. It's been, <laughs> and we're business in the middle days. of like six business, business days, business, <laughs> and we're in like the middle of one of the most stressful times, <laughs> like as a country. Yeah. Like part of part of me is like freedom of speech. You can say what you want. Like you made yourself to that. Like you can definitely flaunt what you got Absolutely. and all that stuff. But like then the other side is just like I feel like. Some people should just be a little bit cautious about, I'm not saying Saweetie personally, I'm just talking about in general, like people should just be a little bit cautious of what they say when they're at a certain level, when they know that there's people that are looking up to them. Um, Just be mindful of certain things, like how it comes across and all of that, all of that stuff. But again, Kayla Nicole, shout out to you. You got to follow. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I was, I definitely, I like, I always end up seeing her videos on the timeline. So like, I've never, and I've never like followed. It's just like, if I see it, I see it, you know? And now I'm like, it was that video she posted the other day or it's the, um, shoot, what song was it? Or she's doing like the, the at the end. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know what song that is, but she always does that little move. And that's, that's where I seen her like for the first time. I love and that ponytail. Yeah, it's the hand motion. <laughs> it's the hand motion. <laughs> um, anyways, shout out to Kayla Nicole. I don't have a WCW this week. Uh, I don't think worth mentioning. Shout out to Sweetie also, because we gotta um learn to discern, you know, what's entertainment and what's serious. And like yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Like that's so true because at the end of the day we as the consumers like we also can't get mad at the things that we're consuming because we're on the internet too you know yeah, yeah and sometimes exactly. like you just say shit just to say shit it's entertainment right. like she said that on twitter she was like literally it's it's entertainment y'all like, yeah chill out i yeah. personally don't i don't think it's that serious but like at the it's end of the day deep. it's just like it's it's not especially to be like i understand maybe talking about it for like couple of hours but you know people don't really have anything to talk about right now so they stretch out everything everything yeah. everything's so dramatic yes. um well so i don't have a specific wcw but i do want to just point out that rose goes obviously the episodes wcw oh. this week yes. <laughs> she's an amazing dj event um curator you could say as well as an author published author and so many more other things that we're going to get into um with her other businesses uh the hungry gal being one um and yeah like i feel like i'm damn near a part of the family because i've been able to like meet her mom be be around her brother and and all the things so we'll get into that soon but um next we have what y'all on and i'm sure you can add to this rose gold about music about tv film things you're watching um we can start with music first though 
So anything that you've been listening to as of late? So this is going to sound very biased, but I'm not just saying this just for promo to say this, but my brother just released a project, like a four track EP that is just like, personally for me, so his name is Chilla, my brother. And it's just like, it's my favorite project of his that came out. So that is like, been at the top of my list. Um, I actually just posted, I'm going to open this. I just posted on Spotify, on um, Spotify did this thing. They're like, click your like on repeat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Find what's been that. on repeat. So let me, let me just do my top five. That'll kind of answer this question easiest. So perfect. One is my brother's song <laughs> actually. What was it called? I, uh, Toxic by Chilla. Um, I also have Forgive Me by Chloe and Hallie in there. Period taste. Forgive <laughs> me, Chloe and Hallie. I have Lemonade by Internet Money. That song has been like every single day without fail. I'm playing that song. Lemonade is like, <laughs> to me, one of the most fire tracks that came out all year, period. Nice. I like that song too. And then one more I'll give you is Body by Summer Walker has been on repeat for me. Like, you know, those tracks that you like low-key overlook when an album drops and then you go mm-hmm. back and you're like and you're oh like, my god right a gym a gym a gym like was i missed. would sleep on this damn yeah, yeah. that's me for certain okay yeah. i like those i but like yeah, that. those okay. are like my on repeat songs at the moment so um e i finally got my station sorry Yay! if y'all can hear if y'all can hear someone blowing leaves or something um but yeah so I finally got my station to come up on Apple Music and it's so on point to what I listen to all the time um but yeah so I'm I'm appreciative of that thank you E for telling me about that um but this one song that I literally played that I just heard for the first time I done played it at least 10 times it's called uh I mean it's the 1017 freestyle that Gucci put out with So Icy Gang and it's featuring Pooh Shiesty. When I tell y'all, it's a bop. And it gets- What's it called? It's called 1017 Freestyle. Cause okay. Gucci released the So Icy Gang volume one to introduce like all of his artists from 1017. And Pooh Shiesty was somebody that I heard of from Atlanta already. Um, my girlfriend, uh, Ebony, she actually shared Pooh Shiesty's music with me. And I'm like, who is this? And why is his name Pooh Shiesty? However, five, okay? <laughs> Five and ten seventeen freestyle. It just feels so Atlanta. The production on it just feels really good. It felt like just cool to ride around to. So definitely on my repeat list. Um, and featuring Ty Dolla Sign came out. Um, it's twenty five tracks. So I, I'm not gonna lie and be like I got through all of it. I got through all of it, but like I don't know what I like yet. Mm. Um, in particular, but it gives it's. Ty Dolla Sign, it gives yeah. Ty Dolla Sign. Like, it's definitely, I already had like Ego Death. I really like that song already, which was out. Um, but like some of the newer ones are cool. He has one, um, Temptations, like one of the earlier tracks featuring Kit Cudi that I really like. Um, and then what is the other one that I, I've been playing? I think it's Lift Me Up with uh, Future. And is that Nudie? I don't know who else is on there, but lift me up future and maybe thug. Um, yeah. So it's 25 tracks. I can't get through all at once. I need to d- some time to digest it, but it did come out and I love Ty Dolla Sign. So I had to, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him. 
I feel you, sis. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same place with Ty Dolla Sign. Um, well, actually, I'm not. I lied. Um, because I haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but I'm trying. It's I'm on the journey. On the journey um, <laughs> <laughs> for Ty Dolla Sign, and you know, I agree with everything you just said. Retweet. Um, but I have really haven't listened to anything new. If anything, I've gone back to um, Victoria Monet specifically. Cause that EP is just so perfect. Like from top to bottom, I hate that my favorite song is the shortest song. Of course, Um, it's always like that. No, so I just, (laughs) I just get in a good groove. Speaking of favorite songs being the shortest songs, I've been listening back on Jill Scott's catalog and Crown Royal came up on my um, shuffle and it just- Got me right back. Okay, vocals. Okay. Okay, can we talk about the fact that Sammy is now a rapper? (laughs) okay make your ballot talk bitch let's talk about it yo that was the funniest experience i've ever had in my life so that that week that we were shooting we shot on saturday to shoot the video but that week i had to go in and record the song on wednesday at my friend's house the guy who wrote the song and it was so hard shout out to jeremiah he listens to the podcast our good guy friend that was the one of the hard. I mean, like I've been in a booth before. I've recorded before. I obviously record my vo- voice all the time, but to like record a song is so not easy. And I don't know why. Like <laughs> people feel like it's such an easy task, and so many people that just want to be an artist and want to be like oh a rapper. God. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm good off it. But the video was fun to shoot. Um, the concept came together really well, so I'm grateful. It was a really long day, but I'm happy that it's getting the love that it deserves because that's the whole point and i need for adolescent content to give my boy jeremiah a raise so period because he be having he pitches all the ideas and all of his ideas do really really well so it's like he is the company so pay up what you owe make his check talk adolescent we would like to see the check talk okay okay? (laughs) but yeah he, he wrote that song he wrote it to the city girls and freestyled a lot of it so I was like really impressed and I'm happy that people received it the way that I intended. Cause I was kind of nervous. I'm like, uh, what if it's like corny or like, you know, it doesn't turn out. Cause me I doing it. it felt so corny. Like me doing the dance, like dancing, make this valid talk. Like it just felt corny, but like the way that it came out was perfect. So grateful. Yes. Check that. out my debut Wonderful. single y'all. Yes. We will link <laughs> that. I'm going to link that um, <laughs> in the notes. Um, but yeah, so that's all we have for music. Um, definitely go check out Chilla. What's yes. the name of the EP or the LP or whatever it's called? It's called Cyanide. Cyanide. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it on your story a few times. Okay, cool. So what y'all been watching? I can go first because you know oh. it's very limited for me. Um, <laughs> I don't be watching TV and film like that as much as I would like. I did go to revisit um, because it's Halloween time. The Craft, which is a classic uh, movie that came out in 96 featuring Mona. I don't know her actual name, Ra- but Ma- Rachel True. Rachel True from uh, Half and Half, which made me think about the the movie The Craft. Um, but it's about witches um, finding their power and then like terrorizing this one girl who was added to the star. Um, and <laughs> that's Sorry. essentially it. Sorry, no, no, I'm laughing because like anytime I hear people talk about shows like that, I'm like, how do you watch that? Like, I'm so judgmental. <laughs> Why? I'm Why? 
I can't I can't do the sci-fi, the action, the the stars really? and the universe and the galaxy and the uh, sun and this moon and the stars. Aliens and the oh, this took place Why? in 2055. I can't do it. I love that stuff. Sorry, Me sorry, too. continue, continue. Sorry, I'm so bad. <laughs> the craft oh, is okay. a classic, like thrill, like you know that type of movie though like yeah. you know and the only reason i was watching it really is because i had an idea that was similar so i'm like let me uh, to write that was similar cool inspo. And, yeah so i wanted to see like how they wrote it um the girl from vicky valancourt from uh water boy she's in it being spooky as hell all her roles are always spooky like that yeah. um but yeah so i was watching that and i'm uh, just catching up and starting my halloween week of great movies um i also went to a drive-in experience out here for bad hair directed by dear white people's uh what is his name Tom, justin John, simeon justin justin simeon i knew you know uh i was about to say john justin simeon uh he wrote this one or directed this one as well bad hair and it was weird to say the least like it was very interesting like the weave the whole point is about how like our hair it's like a sat uh it's satire based but also like thriller slash horror um but it's based upon our hair so you see like the needle going into her scalp when she's like getting a weave like super things that i don't feel that any black woman really wants to sit down and look at it's so gross (laughs) however i respect his creativity and how he even got there because i'm just like i don't even know how you think of an idea like that but um it's interesting it's 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 interesting yeah he was smoking some good gas (laughs) when he made that movie because I was watching it. The sewings attacked. (laughs) And then, right, like it just, it was weird. It was weird. But she, but it also ties in because Lena Waithe is in it. It tied in like the, they love a good nostalgic 90s music take. So Kelly Rowland's in there. She's an artist who also was taken over by the hair because her eyes changed. And then Usher's in there. But this is available on Hulu. You guys should take a stab at, you know, watching it. Uh, just for shits and giggles. Not take a stab at child. Not take a bad? stab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I heard um, some interesting reviews about that movie. So it's like I can't sit here and say that it was bad. Mm-hmm. I cannot sit here and say it was bad because it, it's like it's like this is a perfect description. It's like watching starting a lifetime movie and having to watch it to the end to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that. It's like this is not a great film, but it's good enough for me to want to know what happened mm, i got okay you. like how okay. did we get here and how do we end so okay gotcha yeah that's that and then of course still finishing girlfriends started on one-on-one the parkers you know we don't have that on canadian netflix by the way i was gonna ask you if you were in good old canada because i, I heard am... it yeah she's I from heard it. missy missy Aga, missy saga mississauga miss missy <laughs> did i say it right <laughs> wait what did you say mississauga <laughs> And you said Miss what? Miss Yaga. Miss Saga. Miss Saga. Saga. Like it was the Like a saga. The saga continues. But yeah, we don't we don't have everyone was talking about like, oh my god, girlfriend's coming on this day and the parkers and this and that. And I'm like, yay! Wait, what? We don't got it. <laughs> the day came and we're all like, damn, oh, why didn't they add it to y'all's Netflix? Jeez. That's weird. Our Netflix are like completely different. Like there's stuff that we have that you guys don't and vice versa. 
Yeah, right. Similar to UK, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to use an extension in college to watch Canadian Netflix and British Netflix. Canadian. Um, what was on Canadian Netflix that you liked? It was really. I think y'all had like Pretty Little Liars, but y'all were doing it on a weekly thing. Okay. Like y'all had the new so episodes we get, weekly. How did you guys watch Star? Was that Netflix Weekly? I bring me was on Netflix for y'all. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah, I bring me. Yeah, no, it's called Star, but I it's, just I bring me. Yeah, because that was the song. But no, it was on Fox for us. Yeah, okay. it was on Fox. Yeah, it was on network. Ours updated on Netflix every week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are you, what are you watching right now? Okay, so I'm. It's actually very um, ironic that you brought up the craft, which is getting a reboot this year. It's called the Craft Legacy, um, with two um, I assume to be white girls. It uh, the black girl matters to me most, and that's Lovey Simone from Greenleaf fame. Zora, if y'all are familiar with the show, she is. Um, I guess in in Rachel True's spot, gotcha. um, yeah, exactly. So I'm super excited about that. But I have been watching half and half. That's all I've been watching. Um, I did not realize. <laughs> she's like, I wish I could watch. Half I and know. Half. Um, yes, through this dirt journey of discovery, I hope that you find. Oh my god, half and half somewhere. Through this journey of discovery. <laughs> Okay, um, no, that show is is fucking hilarious. To be quite honest, what was um, the premise of that show? The premise of Half and Half is that you have Rachel True's character Mona. Um, they're living in San Francisco, so Mona she is working at a record label. She's an A and R, um, and then she's living in a building that her dad owns. Her half sister Dee Dee moves into the building as well and they just have had completely like basically their daddy was trash they had completely different upbringings um you know he um he and mona's mom had got divorced after like three years and then he married Didi's Dee um mom and had her um but he was super rich and shit like there was even one episode where they were talking about how he gave Didi a pony and not mona and Didi mm-hmm. named the pony daddy's favorite yeah oh, terrible shit sad. terrible shit bro um, yeah i do but, remember that yeah okay. yeah so it's basically about them uh, and because of that like the differences in how they were raised and everything like that they were like super estranged up until their adult years um so now this is like they're coming together and Dee, Dee is really trying to like create this sisterly bond with mona mona and her mama by default are not really here from it her mama is played by uh aunt rachel on family matter was that her name rachel who mama was Mona? Oh, if we think Rachel. back to family, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. family matters. Rachel came down back downstairs. She was she didn't get the Judy treatment <laughs> when they sent her upstairs. She came back down. Um, I'm so Judy lost. Was. No, okay. So on family matters, <laughs> there's like a, what? What on family Did matters? Did you watch Family Matters? No. Okay, but on that show, there was a character. It was one of the children. Her name was Judy Winslow. Judy went upstairs for bed one night and Judy never came back downstairs. Huh. She was not, she was no longer show. a part of the show. The same like, thing they did, the same thing, how they'd be changing characters in the middle of a season or a middle of Oh my of God, a, like freaking Fresh Prince. I'll they just friend. wiped her. But they just wiped memory. her clean, like as if she never existed. Was she in the beginning? Yes. I like I, the intro. 
Yeah, at the beginning she was. It, it was mm-hmm. wild. Like they really just did some shit. But either way, um, that show is hilarious. I've been enjoying binge watching it. I'm on the last season, and of course, um, so much fell victim to you know UPN turning into the CW, and then for and, girl, and girlfriends. Um, I can't, I'm losing my track of, but in girlfriend's case, excuse me, their whole thing was that the writer's strike happened. And then once the writers came back from strike and like the networks, you know, they were just like, no, we're not bringing it back. And half and half got lost in that sauce too. Um, which is really sad because this was the season, the last season is where Mona is finally doing better than Dee Dee and she got a man and shit. And I'm like, I would mm-hmm. like to see more of my girl win. Like she got right. v- promoted to vice president of A&R. Like, come on with the, come on. She was dating Zora Daddy from Greenleaf. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Not Zora Daddy. He was on there. And <laughs> I also just love watching these shows because I'm like, wow, you really been working. Like seeing certain actors in these cameo roles. I'm like, you really mm. been fucking working. Oh my God, I love that. Time. I love like, seeing Taraji that. was just on an episode of Half and Half. And I'm oh, like, was wow. she? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was on Sister, Sister. Yeah. That was like her was. first role. Yeah, she was like a high schooler. The whole time she was like 20 something. Right. So crazy. Wow. Love it. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything else you've been watching? I know you was watching the Real Housewives of Potomac. I heard you I, tweeting about that. Yes, I'm always <laughs> watching Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, Where is Potomac? Potomac Maryland. is in Maryland, so okay. it's about 30 minutes outside of DC. I would okay. say 30, 45. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, where the highfalutin people live. But none of these hoes highfalutin, with the exception of like two, um, and only two of them actually live in Potomac. But that's neither here nor there. At this point in our development of this season, I'm so fucking tired of hearing about this fight between Monique and Candace. Candace, you know, is just really stretching it. Sis said that she puts post-it notes around her house that say, you're okay, because she is that traumatized from getting her wig shifted. This was not like, this was some, it should have never been a fight. You know, like, I'm not going to get into all of it, but it's something, they're two grown-ass women. It should have never been in a fight. But basically, Candace asked to be dragged, and Monique obliged. <laughs> and so, but it wasn't like... <laughs> she asked for it. She, she said, what are you going to do, drag me? And challenge she accepted. She said, sure. Absolutely, yeah. I will. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sure. And honestly, what she really should have used as an opportunity to sell whatever wig glue she used that day, because the, the wig stayed secure. Love it. Love that the for entire her. entire time. It, it was just voluminous <laughs> as fuck when the fight was over. Like, that's all. Not she voluminous put, as fuck. She should have put her time and energy into saying, wow, this is an opportunity for me to get some money out of this. But no, she's being hella dramatic. She done sat up here and pressed charges against Monique. Talk, and, you know, they like, well, we don't want her to go to jail. She's like, we don't. I'm like, see, bitch, this is why you got your ass beat in the first place with that mouth. You running mm-hmm. that, that mouth. mouth. Okay. And you came across somebody who was raised differently than you mm. came from a different place than you. Like everybody is not going to get nasty with their words. Mm-hmm. You hit the button hard enough and somebody is going to get nasty with them hands with your ass. And that's why you got to learn when to shut up. Period. Period. <laughs> it is what it is. 
But I'm sick of hearing about it. it. I'm sick of y'all them trying to put Karen Huger in the middle of it. The rest of the girls are like, but she's not. Monique is not accepting responsibility, and you know she by basically trying to make it seem like Monique got to prove anything to them, and like my bitch don't have to prove nothing to nobody. She's on her journey. (laughs) Not your bitch. Not not your bitch. Because I'm Team Monique in this situation. Clearly, because I hate evidently. but it's like it's so many people who were team Candace before like and th- I fully acknowledge that it should have never been a fight like she should have never you know self-control we're adults I'm here for all of that but I'm also understanding that people are human and when you feel like in, in your spirit you, have you gotta be the bitch ass you it'd be it, like sometimes that. it just happened like it'd be like that you grow and you learn and that's what she's trying to do but like these other women on the show were like really just being real nasty to her and i'm like damn like we don't like, like y'all ain't never yeah it's like y'all ain't never seen a fight one of the ladies from baltimore i'm like i know you done seen a bitch get her ass beat why you acting surprised right because baltimore ev- please come on please, you probably be somebody ass. her husband <laughs> used to be a basketball player so well, she done probably ran up on a groupie i know like stop <laughs> i'm weak um yeah, that's interesting. I, I just saw all of it on Twitter, so I knew that there had to have been something going down. We're winding down. Oh, Andy also put <laughs> the call we. out. We're, we're winding we. down. We're winding <laughs> down. <laughs> also, Andy put the call out. You know, when they and during the reunion, when he's like, uh, Erica from Atlanta wants to know. You yeah, know? he put that call uh, to action out, and so everybody was submitting their questions. Got it. On that Got same it. Day. So that's probably why you saw a whole bunch of. I did. I did. Okay. Cool. Well, lovely. All right, so Rosco, what you got? What you been watching? Couple of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, there's a couple of things that I've finished that are definitely worthy of talking about. There's some stuff that I'm watching now, and then there's stuff that I want to watch, and you guys are gonna die at this last one. But okay. <laughs> so throughout like quarantine and stuff like that, first of all, I don't even know if this came out during quarantine but the show you oh yeah, yeah. okay Such a great so, show. amazing like amazing okay so there's that okay. one and then dead to me have you watched dead to me I, it's on my list i've heard that's such on, good things about it it's on netflix that's on netflix is that yeah. with um what's her name from i don't even know her name but probably she's like in a lot of stuff both of them are in a lot of yeah stuff. it's uh the- Lin- linda candle cardellini or can she's velma from scooby-doo got it and <gasps> um oh my gosh she is yeah yeah and christina applegate got yeah it. they're like awesome so dead to me was fire like so fire um another show that i've like always tell people about is called the sinner have you watched the sinner you know I think my mom was watching it at some point. Listen, that's on Netflix. Watch, too? yes, watch season one of The Sinner on Netflix. I can't even tell you what it's about because if I do, then it's just gonna ruin the entire thing. Okay, just watch it. Just, just me. Just watch it. And then um, I feel like there's one more. The Office was something that I was just watching all the time when I was just I like a such a classic show I never watched it in my life like I just started it a couple months ago yeah oh my I've gosh. never never watched The Office oh um, my gosh and the last one I was going to mention that I was watching is oh Dragon's Den and Shark Tank Dragon's Den is like the Canadian version oh okay. Shark, Shark Tank is like wow like I was watching it I think it's because I was in the process of like 
transforming my business. So I was like watching people's pitches and doing all that stuff. And it's just so cool seeing some of the products that you'll see on the show. And then I'll go to the store and see it there. It's just like, as an entrepreneur, it's just like super cool to watch. So those are like my past shows or like shows that I'm still like keeping up with or waiting to come back. Mm-hmm. And then I just started Modern Family. I've never watched Such that. Such a funny wow. show. It's, it's literally the show. office. It's literally the office and family form for me. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, and same type of humor. A couple days ago, I started um, Grand Army. Have you heard about that one? That's yeah. on my list, them badass kids. <laughs> I heard I, about that only because, like, um, Germany. I don't know of, of the music. No. Uh. I had a friend who was trying to sing some music or something. And so he was telling me about it, about that. I don't think it happened, but he was, I didn't know anything about the show, but now I keep seeing it because it's, it's just a season out, right? It's new. It just just came out. Yeah. Um, So that, and then, (laughs) and this is going to be my funny one, but I hope, I hope, I hope that you resonate with this. I've been wanting to find reruns of Girlicious. What? What? what is girlicious? Wow, the, the, the disconnect. Okay, <laughs> the disconnect. Is this girl-licious. a Canadian show? What? No, it was the Pussycat Dolls like search for like a new. Group. Oh, oh, I do remember that, but I don't. I don't think that I really watched. It. Oh my god! I remember this, but I never watched it. What? I'll hear certain songs like because they used to have to do these like these music videos or like sing these songs and do like performances to like other songs every Mm -hmm. week so some songs i'll hear on like the radio or like there'll be like old time songs that like girlish just redid oh oh my god okay next topic i can't believe it must have been big because it says girlish's it says under albums girlish's canadian version what y'all really okay i don't know what that okay no 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 no. i don't know what that is i don't don't know know. y'all must have really pushed y'all was fucking with girlish's I, I don't know what that is but uh, that's that's funny that's wait so this is what the, the pussycat dolls founded girlishes like it was so like it basically it was like it was like american idol but they were trying to put they're trying to make like a pussycat dolls group like right a, right. a subgroup kind of which was going to be called girlishes so it was basically like every week there were challenges and tasks and stuff like that and then they were like, at the end of it, they picked the four girls to be in the group. Oh, uh, so like Nothing making a band. happening with them. Exactly. Like making okay. a band. Literally. Exactly. But, but the reason why I feel like you you have such a passion about this is because they were signed to Universal Music Canada. And they they have a Canadian album. Like, this is like a... Okay, I no, I don't... Though okay, this is originally... They really pushed in, they pushed in Canada. Yeah, like, it was... <laughs> that came up without you even searching Canada? Yeah, literally. I just searched Girlicious. Like, if you go to their wiki, but why would also, they be signed? Oh my! Oh, clearly Universal they were Music Canada. And then it, honestly, I mean, that's they, crazy uh, to me. Girl originated in LA, but the they were definitely pushed in Canada. Okay, here Y'all it says they received. It says they received greater attention and major success from Canadian audiences, receiving platinum certification in Canada for their self-titled mm-hmm. debut album, Girlicious. The album peaked at number two on the Canadian charts. Damn, that's I, why your ass is like is super into it. Cause I'm like, I don't remember. Right. I'm like, mm. Mm. <laughs> why didn't we give them no play? Y'all, well, first of all, <laughs> that show rarely was so good. The, the Pussycat, Pussycat Dolls, Dolls real yeah. play. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they had their bops, don't get me wrong, but we wasn't yeah. like looking for another 
another form of that. Yeah, you yeah, know, I think girlicious is to y'all what Degrassi was to us. To us, okay. Did so y'all like watched. Yeah. So did like y'all reversed. watch Degrassi as much? Well, no. I well, okay, okay. okay hold on, because because we stand really wholeheartedly. Okay, wholeheartedly. Okay, that's interesting. Like, I don't, I, I can't speak for everybody, but it might be because I'm younger that I didn't grow up in the Degrassi era. Mm. True, 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 true. Yeah. But like, true. I know that when I was watching Degrassi, I loved. I was actually on Degrassi at some point when I was acting. What? Yeah. It's so funny because I literally just for like a project that I'm working on, I pulled up the Degrassi school on my phone because I know where it is because I had to go there. Yeah. And I wanted to like shoot content, like because it's an actual like school set. Like. Yeah. Wow. So that's so funny. I was literally just talking about that yesterday. In your acting days, tell us more. I didn't oh, know about right. this. It was it was literally nothing crazy. It was just like, like just like small little things. Like I did commercials, mm. and like I was in a Swish LA commercial. I think that's like the first time I ever made money. That's but, tight. Oh, you guys yeah, don't even know what Swish LA is. Swish LA know. is like it's like Applebee's. Uh like an apple like it's like Swiss chalet. Swiss like S W I S S. If any Canadian heard that I love Swiss chalet, they'd actually think that I'm crazy. <laughs> I always like stir up the pot on the timeline because I'm like <laughs> the other day I was like, good morning to everybody who loves Swiss chalet. And someone was like, Is everything okay at home? Someone's <laughs> like, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> it's, oh, like, it's like it's like rotisserie chicken. This look like Boston Market child. Okay, maybe uh, that's it's a better so comparison. Good. It's so good. It's like rotisserie chicken and it's so salty. And then the fries and the gravy. Oh, but people oh. think that I don't love myself. It's so good. It's so do good. they have do they have poutine at Swiss Chalet? They do. Like and apparently, apparently the poutine at Swiss Chalet is the best poutine. So I've heard. Nice. I've never had it though, because I I haven't had it. Wait, where have you two had poutine? Out Never. here, actually, I for just, the first time. We're in LA? hmm At this spot uh, we went to. I don't even remember where it was. Some spot I went to out here. My friend ordered it. It was so good. I also was really drunk. I don't be eating stuff like that. Like, I'm a very, like, salmon, seafood, vegetable. Like, I don't really go too far outside of the things. However, that shit was good. So okay. good. I've so never good. had it, but when people would be like, I'm like, no, it actually makes sense. I mean, it's basically ta- your version of like loaded, it's like loaded fries, basically. Yeah. But yeah, instead of like the cheese sauce, it's gravy, right? It's like gravy and- on fries with like it has okay, it has to be the right type of cheese for it to really be like poutine, but yeah, what kind of cheese is that? It's their cheese curds. They're like yes, from yeah. Quebec. Um, but yeah, like there's so many different variations of it, but it's so good. It's so good. It makes sense. I was like, oh, so like like mashed potatoes and gravy, like yeah. okay, potato so is a potato. Ba- okay, a potato. so it's basically it's, it's basically potato is a potato. Okay, yeah, it's actually very similar. Yeah, it's just fries with gravy yeah. instead of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh you sound boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, poutine. You've all had it before. <laughs> I've had it in a different way. Um, but um, I- well, speaking of food, uh, let's get into some things, Rose Gold. You started at the beginning of quarantine or like during quarantine, right? The Hungry Gal. Tell yeah. everybody what that 
is about and like where you have grown since then, how you've been able to um, employ the youth in Toronto um, or is it in your city specifically? Um, it was all across like all across. The, the GTA, which is like its surrounding areas. Yeah. Right. Cool. So um, tell us, tell us why you started that. Like, you know, I know you have a passion for cooking. Yes. Literally for a very long, like my Instagram is, if I wasn't posting me DJing, I was posting me cooking or eating. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows that. Anyone who follows me knows that. And then people would always ask me to sell my food, but I was always traveling. Like I never had time to do that. I would have done it, but it was like, I wasn't going to just like do it this weekend, not do it next week or do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then get bored of it because I get bored of things real quick, like Same. real yeah. quick. <laughs> so um, I think it was like December, like November, December, I had made the Hungry Gal page and I was just like posting food that I was eating at different places when I was traveling. And then when quarantine started, I was like, I saw a lot of people like selling their food and I was like, okay, maybe I can sell my food now. But I was like, it has to be on point. Like it has to be branding. It has to like have different boxes. Like it actually has to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I invested like, time and money and everything all that fun stuff into like actually making it like branded like really nicely and I was open Thursday to Sunday and I would like cook everything I had like my family doing deliveries for me I had all this stuff I was using influencers making people into influencers sending them food in exchange for a post all types of stuff because I just had to do it up you know yeah so um like Sammy said, one of the programs that I did, um, it was around the time of George Floyd's death. And I was just like, I took a couple of days to really think, cause I'm the type of person, like, I don't speak on things until like, I actually have something significant to say. Absolutely. So I like took a couple of days to think like, okay, how, what can I do? Like, cause at the time I wasn't DJing, I wasn't doing anything like music related. So I was like, the business that I have right now is the hungry gal. So what can I do? that is significant that'll that'll make sense that'll show that I'm like contributing or show that I actually do care because people will say that they care and post like repost some somebody's thing onto their Instagram story and that's it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um the first thing that I did was I found um a charity or a GoFundMe link to this young boy that was shot and killed by police and he actually had a mental illness just like not too far away from my house so I donated like proceeds like and like a percentage of proceeds to his GoFundMe. Um, that was the first thing that I did off the bat. And then I was thinking like, okay, we know that there's a big issue with like black kids getting employed and them having to start a like, not that there's an issue with this at all, but their only options is like a McDonald's or like a factory or some sort of a warehouse or something where it's like, they're not really a liability because it's just like, it's just the bare minimum. Let's mm-hmm. put you onto this like minimum wage job and call it a day. So I was like, I know that when I was working at, I worked at restaurants my entire life. Like since I was like my first job outside of acting was like working in restaurants. And I always started at like the base positions, but I knew Mm -hmm. that if I wanted to at 16, 17 years old, I could have managed the whole place, but they were, they were never going to put me in charge of doing that, you know? And I wouldn't want to, cause why? But (laughs) I kind of, (laughs) I was thinking about all of that and I was like, I feel like I should give black youth the opportunity to have like a cool job, you know, like they don't have to start at this entry level position doing like boring stuff that they might not want to do in order to make their like 
in order to go up. I was like, let me start them up here. Let me start them like at an actual position that people might have to go to school to do and all that fun stuff. So basically I created a GoFundMe link because at this time and even up until the end of me, just like stopping the hungry girls of food service, mm-hmm. I wasn't really making like money, money off of it. You know, like it was cool. It was good. But if I was to employ them on my own, there would have been like no profit, no nothing. I wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, so I was like, let me call on the community to help me with this. Like I'll do the, ba- I'll do the background work. Like I just kind of need your help. So I raised some money on a GoFundMe to employ black youth. I ended up hiring four of them and um, two of them, their role was food service. So I had them in there cooking with me in the kitchen, sending out the deliveries, like showing them like the logistics and the mapping and all of that stuff. Then I had a young lady who was doing all the customer service for me. And when I tell you she's 17 years old, she was like, I can't even explain. Like she was, (laughs) oh my gosh, she was handling all of my ingoing and outgoing emails. She was doing all the filing, all the paperwork. She's doing Excel spreadsheets, everything that I just like, you know, sat down. I was like, this is how you do it. And I didn't have to really teach her much. And then um, I had two girls. Oh, wait. So I, I had five people total. So I had two girls doing social media marketing mm-hmm. that are doing influencer outreach. They were doing all the Instagram DMs. They were doing all the content, making the content, making the GIFs, doing the stories, everything. So I, because I wasn't able to be there for them, like every step of the way I got mentors for them, which were my friends um, who are dif- in different positions at different firms and companies and all that kind of stuff. So that was the program that I did um, in a nutshell That's with so them. Tight. Thank Super you. Tight. Yeah, I love that, yes, especially, so you know, just providing an opportunity for kids to do things that, you know, because at the end of the day, like she gravitated towards all of the information you were given to her because they can like they're more That's than exactly it. Mm-hmm, they're like, more than capable. Exactly. Like how many times has there been like with us at different levels that we're at and things that we're doing that it's like somebody else one could do this. Like, it's not, it's not that it's not hard, but it's just like, if somebody was to sit down and teach, teach you how to do this, they could do it. Right. It's that simple. Like, it just comes down to people being lazy or people just wanting to, obviously there's like a set of rules that like corporately you have to follow sometimes, right, right, you know, right, but it's like right. throughout my career and everything that I've done, I've been all about like pushing the needle. So that's something that I did. I'm like, you are going to be the social media marketing <laughs> coordinator and manager, and you're going to be the customer service manager. Like, so now that they have these things on their resumes, like now they can go like three of three of those kids. Like that was their very first job ever. That's tight. That's, so I love that. now it's like, I'm like, Hey, any reference letter that you need, like I will do it. Like I'll sit down and write you the best reference letter of your life. Like, so they definitely allowed it to just like keep going. Cause I got to a point where I couldn't do it all by myself. As much as I wanted to, I couldn't do it all by myself, but um, I stopped it as a food service now because it was literally taking over my life. And I had to like, not in a, not in a bad way, but also not in a good way. (laughs) Um, It was one of those things where it's like, it was fun while it lasted as that. And now I'm venturing off into something else within the brand. Um, But yeah, that was was the hungry gal. I love that. I love that. Cause the youth are so smart. Like, especially this this batch of kids, you know, we, and I mean, I'm not sure like how old you are. Um, I'm assuming you're definitely younger than us, but we grew up at a time where it was like, (laughs) (laughs) 
where things were in transition. Like we like had like the analog years and then we were fully like immersed into the digital space. Right. You know, whereas like these kids now, they've been on the- That's all they know. That's all they know. And so their ability to just retain information and learn at such a quick pace is so like, you know, it's so crazy. Like, so I love that, you know, you put them- like challenge them in that way because that's something that like you said I mean I went to four years of college and you know all this like people ask for 10 years of experience for social right. media apps that have right. not even been in existence for 10 years right so right. like that's for so those kids to have that experience like I really love that that's so dope I think the main the main thing in all of it sorry Sammy <laughs> the main the main thing in all of it is just like letting them know that they're capable of doing it yeah you know like because as soon as I put it in their head, like, you can do this, like, it was, it was fine. And like, they just had so much confidence. And then when you're also feeding their confidence, mm-hmm. it's like, why are they going to think that they're not able to do it? You know? Yeah. So. Facts, big facts. Yeah. I love that. Um, aside from the hungry gal, like the main thing, you know, the way that me and Rose Gold met was through work. Um, when did, oh, it was A3C. It was A3C. So the yeah. first year that we met, and I want to say even before that, I met you at the studio. What was that after? Oh, yeah, at Patrick. Yeah, at Patrick. So met at the studio mainly for your brother. Yep. And your mom was there and stuff. And so I was able to kind of briefly meet you. But then come to find out we're working the same stage. So like she yeah. DJed um, and I was hosting that first year, the women's all women's stage, which was such a great experience um, to yeah. for us both being like the first uh, people to be involved with that stage um but like yeah you're, you're a dj you are and also i would say a host too because she gets on the mic and like she does her thing which a lot of djs are not comfortable doing and she'll probably say that she's not comfortable but she does a really good <laughs> job of it um she's dj'd for the likes of barack obama uh yes oh, i mean like the oh, and that's that's the biggest that that's the biggest one um that i would say for sure to date but of mm-hmm. course she's been affiliating associated with a number of like uh performing acts including that stage i want to say um trina came out on that stage and so on and so forth we also did the soundcloud stage together oh my god recently we- yeah. yeah, yeah, we've been t- taking over the the A3C Atlanta streets. No, LA we streets. really happened. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. The SoundCloud show was really fun. Uh, who perform? I mean, Key performed. Uh, everybody was there. Ear- ears was there. Like it was super fun. But yeah. neither here nor there. Um, talk about like your DJing experience. Why you got into DJing? Um, how you have even transition with quarantine like how has that affected you specifically even just like your mental on like a mental level not just like obviously money financially it's been different yeah so I got into DJing very quickly in a nutshell I would turn the camera but it's not the prettiest site right now um my mom actually built a studio in our basement uh like 50 I want to say like 12 to 15 years ago now I don't remember exactly when it was because my brother was doing his thing when he was like in grade seven um and then my dad is a reggae artist and they were just constantly going back and forth to the studio when my brother was like a child so my mom's like nope you guys gonna do it here I'm gonna build it with my own two hands so there's like a full like studio in our basement now so needless to say I've been around music for like my entire life so it was it was gonna be like 
it was going to come a point where I ended up getting into it one way or another. I was in school to be a French teacher and then dropped out to DJ once I realized that like I could actually do this, do this. Um, in terms of kind of like where my head is at now and, and with like quarantine and Corona and all of that stuff, I tried to do that Instagram live DJing thing. Kudos to anybody who's been able to keep up with that but I'm not the one. I'm sorry. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I totally understand that whole, you know, DJ, like who cares if there's one person or a million people watching, like, like still do it just as good, you know, but it's only so much you can sit in your house and DJ for like one or two people and people coming and leaving. And not saying that that's all that was on my page when I was doing it, but it's just like, it just wasn't the same. I didn't find that there was a benefit for me doing it, Mm -hmm. especially since being on Instagram, like you can't watch it and then do things on your phone at the same time. So it's like, it's hard to be able to multitask, which I know a lot of people lose like focus and lose their attention. So what about Honestly, Twitch? Did you look into Twitch? I did, but it's just like certain the things. same thing. Like, not really. Like, I do. I definitely do think that Twitch is better for DJs, but I'm just like, if I'm not really attracted to something, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to yeah. figure out something else to do. So for me, I started producing um, a while ago, actually, like two years ago. Um, and me and my brother make a lot of beats and like do things together. So that's really what I've been focusing on is like production recently. Um, and then I have a new team that I'm working with. So we just have a bunch of stuff that we're trying to roll out and plan for next year. So that's really been my focus. Like, um, I think like, even just like talking about the hungry gal and everything like that, like that's something that I had to figure out that I had to do once I realized that DJing is not happening right now. Right. And I was okay with that. And unfortunately there's not many people who, um, who have like a backup plan. But I do think that now a lot of people have realized like I need to figure out something else to do, whether that be, let me trade some stocks, let me get into Forex, et cetera. There's a lot of people like personally that I know that are DJs that never had like an, an alternative like before, yeah. but now everyone's kind of like, Hey, I need to not necessarily pivot, but I need to have something else that I can fall back on. Always. And that's like mm-hmm. going back to the hungry gal as well. It's like during this time, it's really shows you what industries can survive this. Yeah. And food is one of them because you can't essential. do without food. Essential, essential services. Like essential, what are yeah. the essential services? Like I definitely recommend that everyone figure out like something to do in an essential thing or like I said, trade stocks or do something like that. That it's like certain things just can't collapse and they won't collapse because they're right. always going to be there unless you right. go into another great depression. Knock on wood. Yeah, facts. Knock on wood, <laughs> child, because I ain't no telling what's going on with the, 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 um, to our financial system that's- uh we have this conversation often on here it's like what is fine what is a finance anymore what is a coin what is a dollar like what what does that even look like now that everything is super digital and there's all these things that people are trading there's bitcoin there's that so it's kind of like capitalism and that conversation has just been very interesting and also i think the most important thing is finding multiple things that you're passionate about regardless yeah. of mm-hmm. money like what is something that you're willing to do, even if it came down to not having it, um, ha- not having the financial backing or even 
you know, what are some of your other passions that aren't just music or that aren't just, you know, whatever that is for you, creating content, whatever. So I think that's super important, what you mentioned. Um, and I'm grateful that you were able to pivot because not only, like you did a lot <laughs> during these last few months and it's yeah. been, I was super impressed. I'm just like, wow, like she's um, started a business. You published a book, like even publishing that book, tell us about that experience. Like how to, from writing it to, you know, getting people to, comment on it before uh putting it out all those things so um it's something i thought of again it's i, I i'm gonna keep going back to the hungry gal because it's just like another thing that i've thought about doing but i was like i'm not gonna do it you know because mm -hmm. i don't have time to do this i thought about writing a book but it just seems so much more complex than it actually is especially when you're just writing from your own perspective and i made it short and sweet too so one day, this was like right when I left LA because we were together in LA right before lockdown happened. And um, I came back home, whatever. Something just told me, just try to write the book. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me see. So then I just started writing. Like I just opened up Microsoft Word and I just literally just started writing. It was just, it's a lot about like just personal experiences in the industry how to network, um, supporting your friends, just very simple things that maybe aren't so simple to everybody that I just like kind of jotted down. Um, and then in terms of the support that I got from the book and the reviews that I put on the bath, um, these are just people that I had sent the book to that I really genuinely cared about their opinion. They've been in the, in the, in the industry for a long time or they just really know what they're doing. And I felt like they'd give me sincere feedback. Um, so a couple of those people that were on there was like Yusuf, who's one of my favorite people ever. That's actually the person that put me on the A3C stage. Um, my friend Shireen, who's um, Stefan and Aisha Curry stylist. Jonathan Ramos, who runs Ink Entertainment, which is like basically Live Nation for Toronto, if that mm, makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then Karen Civil also reviewed it as well. So these were just people that I just trusted with my work that I knew would just give me real advice and feedback. It wasn't even like, let me send this to you so you can write a review. It was, let right. me send you this so that you can let me know how you feel about it. And then after all of that is when I thought like, hey, maybe they could like review the book and put it on the back. That'll be so cool for my first book, having these amazing people on the back. So yeah, that's kind of how that came about. And I literally dropped it. That was my Beyonce drop. It was like, surprise. <laughs> it was, it was. That was uh, my Beyonce um, drop. What, tell them the, where the name of the, uh, the name of the book yeah, and where they can cool. find it. Um, the name of the book is Think Like a Boss. And it's on my website, which is um, thehouseofmilo.com. So that's my creative agency that I run in Toronto. So uh, you can get an ebook or a physical copy um, at thehouseofmilo.com. Okay, wonderful. And we're going to link it um, yes. after the episode on our website and everything so people will be able to go right. purchase. Yay. Um, also, I love so that you, sorry, I, I love that you went from, you know, oh, I think I'm going to try and write a book to saying like, <laughs> yeah, and this is my first book. Like, okay. Oh, you caught that. I caught that. <laughs> my first yeah, book. Like, because it does seem like such a daunting task, like to write a book. It, do like, it does. You know? Like, honestly, no finishing it, finish, like, okay, this is even how I was in school. Like an intro and a conclusion are the hardest things to do. Like, I was like, how do I start this? So I actually started 
with the with the like chapters mm -hmm. and then went back and did the intro and then went back and did the conclusion after because right. I'm so bad at like the intros and the conclusions even when I was like writing essays and stuff like that when I did them which was rarely <laughs> hence why I dropped out but yeah <laughs> no but you're back in school no um, I did a course online. Oh, course. oh, whoa, I forgot about that. I did a course yeah, online. Yeah, she did a whole ass course. <laughs> I did an entertainment and sports marketing course um, online in April. Wow, I actually forgot about that. My mom and I actually took the course together. Okay. Um, So on, that was Parkers. pretty cool. Come on, the yeah. Parkers. <laughs> <laughs> See that reference I got? I got that reference. Yes, yes. proud of you. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Like, I Thank just be so watching, like, super inspired because obviously, like, like you said, you came um, right before the lockdown. So, you know, where I was mentally mm -hmm. um, and just like, you know, where we've been able to just pivot from this whole situation and you're taking it very very well I, I mean from what the outside looking in it looks like you're making yeah that's downtime. that's a big thing yeah, the outside, yeah i've i've really over the past couple of months realized that outside looking in is, is a real life thing like it is yeah and it's so important especially like during these times or not like i've really realized recently how important it is to just like treat everyone with kindness because you have absolutely no idea what people are going through 100 um and like not always is someone trying to make a jab at you. They could actually be like going through something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. But it's also just like during this time, also just very quickly, like I've been really appreciative of the people who have just genuinely like checked in that have had conversations and calls and this and that, you know, just like little things like that because we're all going through it. Obviously some people have other things that are going through on top of this. So it's like, this this time I've just taken to just like, you know, spend time with family and just do things that I've always wanted to do. So part yeah. of me is like super blessed and thankful that we've had this time off. But like, I'm good now. I learned yeah. my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're ready to get back to work. We um, are, man, for real. Last um, real quick question, because yeah. we don't have the opportunity to have an international girlfriend on. I know. Night. And I have to ask this because we're just, you know, down here in in Where hell. are you? We, I'm never in Atlanta. Asked. Okay, cool. Yeah. So America, down here in the ghetto. <laughs> How are y'all looking at us? Like, you know, you have the distinct, like, listen, <laughs> y'all have, y'all literally look down on us and be like, what the fuck? So I like, how is that? What's the perception? What's, what's the perception? We think that you guys are crazy as hell. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that and that and that only. No, like we definitely have our share of like, you know, people yeah. are still partying and doing this and that. However, our clubs are not open. They just shut down our restaurants again. Um, you can dine outside only. Um, and, and they have like cold. these like fire, they have they put out like heaters outside. Oh, so the fire pit outside. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So like our clubs are not open, lounges, bars, nothing is open. So in that regard, we're looking at y'all like you guys are crazy because it's like, why is your shit not locked down? Like, yeah, yeah. why? Um, like Atlanta, what, what, what? Yeah. I'm, 
I don't know if you can see that I'm pointing at you, but what I is going on over there? She's up. She's up. She's actually above you. I'm up. What is going on <laughs> over there? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, it's a scary time. Like, like, so wait, so nothing, like nothing is, is nothing locked down? Like nothing. No, nothing. It's How, was it ever locked down? Yes. Barely. Barely. But I mean, we had a time, we had a good two, two weeks. three weeks where shit was all the way locked down and it was great. It was wonderful. There was no traffic, you know, people. So wait, are people, are people, okay. So I saw somebody say this the other day. Someone's like, is nobody getting sick in Atlanta? And someone's like, they're getting sick. They're just too embarrassed to say anything about it. Absolutely. 100%. That's true. People are getting sick and you know, well, well here on a statewide level, we have a shitty governor. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's terrible. He's a Trump's little minion, but he, I think throughout this entire time, and there were reports on this earlier in the pandemic that Florida and Georgia were like fudging numbers. And I Mm -hmm. truly think that's what's happening um, because we just, that's what has to be happening. There's no Mm -hmm. way that all of these people can come together every day, every week at the club, at the skating rink, at the movie theater, all of these places and nobody is catching the Rona. Like, yeah, it's inevitable. It doesn't. It doesn't, it, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So I do think it's a combination of people probably catching it and then like being too afraid to be like, you know, and then like quietly ducking off, you know. But yeah. then I also think it's just the fact that they're not telling the truth when it comes to like how many people are getting sick down here. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of the people who are getting or who are out are young Younger and they folks. get sick and then they're fine and then they're just like back in the club again. So right. it's just really it's really irresponsible. Um I was very disappointed in a lot of people who are like just out out like yeah. the drive-in situations, like all those things being innovative and doing that, I don't mind, but like yeah. being in an enclosed space. Yeah it's just wild but neither here nor there i'm happy to see that um you know i'm happy you're in a place where they're taking it seriously they're taking it seriously yeah they they are but it's like yesterday actually we had our highest number since this all started oh wow so it's like that's still happening even though everything's locked down it's just like yeah yeah. does it really it doesn't make sense the other thing too is like you also have to pay attention to and my mom is the one that like puts this stuff in our heads because otherwise I wouldn't even thought about this but um see how many people they're testing versus how many people are getting it because when there's 400 people who had it and they were testing like a thousand that's the same thing as 2,000 people getting tested right now and there's 10,000 or whatever the freaking equation would be I dropped out of school for the fifth time guys (laughs) But you get what I mean. And we're not mathematicians, so it's okay. You get what I mean. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. It's literally all about perspective. It's like, are the numbers actually going up or did you guys just test more people? Right. Like, what is it? But I know a lot of people who have gotten it. So it's real, guys. Like, the Rona is is real. Like, I think people know that by now. But, like, last thing I'm going to ask, do you guys have to wear masks anywhere or no? Yes. It is required, like, in stores and stuff like that. Like, do I see a couple of people here and there still, like, just in the Walmart or, you know, wherever with no masks They don't kick them out? Nah. So we have somebody at the front of every store, like a Walmart, for instance, like, checking before you even walk in. People are just so lackadaisical in Georgia, girl. Just don't go. You guys, you got about two more years before you can go back to Atlanta. Exactly. (laughs) It's just give it time get yeah it's, it's but my not. thing is like how do you how do you give it time though because 
it's just going to keep spiraling. Like when until does there, it get I better? Think, I think, I think until there is an, a vaccination, until there is something that is going until to ease is. people's minds and hearts about it. And the numbers go down that and also we don't until know how long it's going to be. Until there's competent leadership. Like, as well, I think yes. at this point, we're really just holding out for like, you know, God to come through on November 3rd and for our shit to change come January. Oh, wow. That's like next week. What? Next yeah. week, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah. Tuesday. Okay. All right, right. We got I'm less rooting. than a minute. I'm all right. For y'all. Well, I'm thank rooting you. for us all. I thank you so much for joining us. Thank Rose you Gold. so tell much. Them, tell them where they can find you on social media. Um, Instagram at DJ Rose Gold. Twitter, where I'm funnier, at DJ Rose Gold T.O. <laughs> and uh, we'll link your website. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms at Girlfriends Pod. Um, you can find myself at Sammy Approved and E. At E told you so. That's E T O L D Y O U. So, and obviously, our small business is all things House of Milo. So, we'll link yes. that as well. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. It was Thank so good you. talking to you. Bye. Peace. Bye. Okay. <laughs>